The news I'm sure you all wanted to hear. It's tax day, everyone. Did you know that some states' tax returns help direct people to find lower-cost healthcare coverage? At least 10 states will do so by next year, according to KFF Health News. This is Pulse Check. I'm Ben Leonard. The Justice Department has announced sweeping charges against leaders of the Sinaloa drug cartel and others involved in the production and trafficking of fentanyl into the U.S. The DOJ said that the cartel, led by El Chapo's son, nicknamed Los Chapitos, has engaged in drug trafficking activities into the United States and violence spanning over a decade and a half. The charges come less than a day after U.S. and Mexican officials laid out further efforts late Thursday to crack down on fentanyl trafficking from Mexico to the U.S. I reported exclusively for Politico that HHS will offer free cybersecurity training online for healthcare workers. The initiative aims to boost the sector's protection against cyber threats. The training tackles issues like ransomware that have plagued the sector. Healthcare workers don't frequently get cybersecurity training, with barriers including cost and time, according to a recent HIMSS study. And Maya Ward joined me to chat about her story on how Senator John Fetterman's experience with depression shows that Washington is more openly talking about mental health issues and making the issue a policy priority. Hey, thanks for having me. So Senator John Fetterman, a Democrat from Pennsylvania, has been away from the Senate for a significant amount of time as he got treatment for clinical depression. Uh, He returned to the Hill yesterday. Maya, can you tell me a little bit more about what Fetterman's been going through? Absolutely. I mean, Fetterman's team from the beginning, I mean, they noted that he had experienced depression throughout his entire life, but it became severe. And so he checked himself into Walter Reed to get treatment. And it's also worth noting he had a stroke in May. And so depression is very common for stroke survivors. But the way that he described it in a recent interview is that, you know, he had stopped leaving his bed. He stopped eating, was losing weight, wasn't engaging with his life, the word he used was that he felt indifferent about everything. And so he's returning this week after treatment. And, you know, his message is that it works and, you know, everyone should seek help if they need it and, you know, have access to it. And it's this idea that just as people can get help for physical ailments, mental health treatment also works. It's certainly been striking to see a lawmaker, you know, going public about all this. You know, how has the reaction been to his experience and what does it sort of say about where the country is headed right now? It is. And it it was so interesting to hear a person on his team talk about it, because I think even they were surprised by the positive reaction here. I mean, members of Congress on both sides of the aisle have sent well wishes. You know, one example they gave me, Republican Katie Britt's office was sending his team cookies and brownies and, you know, other members who have experienced their own struggles. They have praised his bravery and transparency. And, you know, it's given them a moment to also retell their personal stories. Random strangers, constituents have written and called his office just to say thank you. And, you know, I think who described it best for me was Jason Kander, the former Secretary of State in Missouri, You know, he was a rising star in the Democratic Party and was running for Kansas City mayor. He dropped out um, to get help for PTSD and depression before that 2019 race. And so he was talking about how it was great that he got help, but he had to step away from public life and his career path to do so. You know, this career that he had worked so hard to develop. And he said to me, you know, this is a huge deal to see Fetterman say, 
hey, you know, I'm getting treatment and I'm going to be back on my job when I get better. So, you know, just seeing that change from even a few years ago when Candor had to step back and then now Fetterman, you know, being able to seek treatment and get back to his life, I, I think is a really huge deal. Yes. Why are we seeing this sort of shift in how we treat this? I mean, some of it is, you know, societal awareness, the way we talk about mental health in the media. But a lot of sources also pointed to the COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, we saw how it exacerbated an already growing crisis in the country for adults, for kids, for teens. And so, I mean, we saw, you know, candidates running for president, Joe Biden at the time, talking about the pandemic and how it was impacting mental health. And, you know, he continued talking about this as president. I mean, it's something that he has mentioned now two years in a row during his State of the Union address as part of his unity agenda, how he's going to tackle this. You know, mental health is, you know, certainly a complex issue. Are we seeing some lawmakers that may still be hesitant to discuss mental health struggles? I mean, of course, I don't have proof of that, but I think Senator Tina Smith made a good point when I talked with her. One in five Americans will experience mental illness in a given year. So, you know, she said, do the math in Congress. I mean, we could be talking about dozens of members who are, you know, facing their own quiet battles. And what does this overall shift mean in terms of policy? And what are lawmakers trying to accomplish in the mental health area? We're already seeing that shift in some ways. I mean, the American Rescue Plan had funding to expand certified community behavior health clinics. We've seen investments in the 988 suicide prevention hotline. I mean, think about the Surgeon General. I mean, his entire platform, he does a lot of things, but mental health has been a huge focus for him. The president's latest budget request carves out mental health funding. And so I imagine we're going to only see more of that in the coming years. I think what will be interesting is to see how members of Congress use their own experiences to craft legislation going forward. I mean, I expect for now we're going to see Fetterman really use his microphone to talk about his own experience and, you know, passing that message forward that it's okay to get help. But I I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, in the coming months, a legislation package, you know, coming from his team and other members who have talked about their experiences. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thank you. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah and Annie Reese are our producers. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Ament is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Ben Leonard. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. That's Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. 